Hello and welcome to another episode of Space Updates. Today we're chatting with Jorgen and the Boost program over at the European Space Agency. Uh, recently, Orbex and Scaro here in the UK have been awarded 10.54 million euros for the further research and development in their launch vehicles, thanks to this fantastic support program. Uh, the European Space Agency aims to boost commercial initiatives that offer space transportation services to space, in space, and returning from space. But without further ado, let's jump right into the interview. Thanks, uh, Julio and uh, Jorgen, for joining us from uh, the European Space Agency. Absolutely uh, fantastic to have you on the show. Um, we're talking uh, the ESA Boost programme and everything today. Um, would you guys just like to give us a brief overview before we uh, jump into the recent funding with uh, Orbex and Skyrora? Yes, sure. So thanks for having us, uh, Ryan. My name is Jürgen. Um, I'm commercial service manager in the in the Boost program. Um, joined ESA back in 2016 after uh, spending a number of years in uh, in the aerospace and uh, defense industries, uh, primarily back in Norway, where I'm from. In Boost, uh, we will get into the into the matter. But uh, here, I'm um, one part of my activities is to to follow up the contracts that we are um, uh, setting out with industry, acting as a technical officer and then overseeing the um, the development and execution of the projects. Fantastic. But um, the, re- the recent award and everything to uh, Orbex and Skyrora, I believe 7, 7.5 million euros to Orbex and the 3 million euros to uh, Skyrora. It's absolutely fantastic for the UK space industry because we haven't seen the likes of anything launched from uh, the UK since that uh, good old uh, Black Arrow rocket back in uh, the 70s and everything. So it's it's glad it's a great thing that the European Space Agency is supporting the uh, the UK space actually return, just get return to space because there's a lot of uh, programs that actually do run in the UK and abroad and everything like that in regards to satellites, stuff on the International Space Station, absolutely everything. But in terms of uh, launch providers, there's absolutely nil. But there's a lot of these good startup companies coming along um, and everything. Um, what um, small satellites and nano satellites are we expecting to see possibly launch off the back of this um obviously that funding is just to push the companies along and help them get to orbit essentially um but what can we expect to see on those yeah i think let's say good to start with a bit of the background of and the motivation for uh for uh for proposing this program and for uh for starting it in the first place so as, as you point out, uh, there is a uh, there is a uh, very interesting momentum in commercial space, and uh, it's been there for for some time already. Uh, we see more and more companies that are exploiting space assets um, for the commercial benefit of um, of their business, and also in in the recent year, we've seen a large momentum of of European uh, private actors in particular than now developing their own space transportation services. And uh, building on that, um, we, we saw it um, as uh, the right time uh, at ESA to, um, to really start uh, supporting, to provide more uh, dedicated support to such initiatives in order really to spur the, uh, the innovation that is taking place there and to, and to see whether we can, let's say, what we can do to help them to grow and uh, and actually to, um, to to be successful and uh, in establishing their their businesses. So 
in, in view of that, um, we, we proposed back in uh, 2019 for the for the Ministry Council when the uh, with the uh, ministers at uh, DSI's meeting uh, for a three-year um, annual meeting, uh, the, the boost program that was um, conceived by them. And uh, the point here is to encourage these uh, newcomers, the, uh, the, the European actors, to propose their space transportation services uh, for support by ESA. Um, what, what's important to note is that we, um, it's a little bit different than a classical uh, ESA frame. So we're not leading the development, putting out requirements. It's, uh, it's, it's a support. So it's the, the companies themselves that are the, um, the design authorities and responsible for, for commercializing their, uh, their services. So in yeah. view of that, um, we, um, we have not decided to, uh, let's say, to, to book certain ESA missions as of today on such new services. It, it also, let's say, is vested in the, uh, um, the, let's say, somewhat early stages of, of these developments. Uh, we, uh, we want to see that they are um, developing further, maturing, and that we, that we see a certain uh, quality that has been demonstrated by these, uh, by these services. Fantastic, yeah. I know one section of it is supporting the um, essentially the technological side of it and everything like that, but I've noticed that the Boost program also supports returning to things to Earth as well. Um, is that in terms of the essentially return space junk back down to Earth or, and, or any crew capsules maybe? Yeah, so again, the, the, the program, how this is set up, is, uh, there's an open call for, for proposals. And um, when we receive proposals, we have a number of, uh, let's say, checks, criteria that, uh, that we evaluate them against. And, and one of them is that they, they, they need to offer an end-to-end -end space transportation service. Uh, it's not limited, as you point out, and to, uh, to launch services, uh, for example, micro-launch services. Uh, but it can also be in-space transportation solutions and, and return from space uh, transportation solutions. And, and, and in view of that, when we, when we receive such proposals, and we, and, and we have since the, the open call was published last year, received a number of proposals spanning the, uh, let's say, the, uh, the width of, uh, of those areas or domains in the, in the space transportation domain. Uh, and uh, as of today, you, you have seen the uh, maybe the announcements we've done. We we are supporting uh, today. Uh, we have placed contract with with five companies. Um, all of them today are developing micro launch services, and we are in advanced stages of uh, of uh, negotiations with uh, with further services that are on the other aspect, as was mentioning the in space and the return from space. Yeah, obviously. One of the criteria that we're looking for as well is the, um, it's not just the, the technical solution. Of course, we evaluate that the, uh, that there is a sound technical uh, solution that is proposed. It's a, it's, it's a strong development program and logic that we, uh, that we can believe in. Um, but another very important aspect of the program is of course the, um, the, uh, the commercial aspects of it, that they need to demonstrate that there, is a, that there is a business opportunity that shall not be fully relying on, on the commercial, sorry, on the institutional support should the services become available and be, uh, be ready, then, then it's not a question for the institutes and NISA to, uh, 
possibly make use of them. But yeah. as of today, the, the services need to be and to demonstrate that they are, uh, let's say, sustainable on their own by, by private, uh, let's say, in, in the commercial market. And in view of that return from space, they will have to likewise with the uh, with the opportunities that are let's say for the for my launches to launch small payloads. Uh, it's to find those uh, market niches that would um, uh, require such and would be willing to pay for such uh, such services. In terms of the companies under underboost, how many businesses and our space companies, if you like, are you supporting in total? Because I know we've got Orbex, Skyro, you've got various, what I've seen various ones in Germany that you're supporting and right right across uh, Europe and everything. But in total, how many programs, if you like, or just separate agencies are you supporting in, in total within reason? So the, the boost program today, since we, we opened the open call, it's uh, it's a little more than uh, than a year ago. Um, we have received um, some 18 um, proposals. Um, as of today, there are uh, five contracts that has been placed. Um, these, uh, as you have seen, they, um, the, uh, the main business of those companies resides in, in the UK, where we have Orbex and Scarora that you, that you mentioned. And uh, we have uh, three companies that have their main business in, in, uh, in Germany. Uh, so that's High Impulse, Ice Aerospace, and, and the Rocket Factory Oxford. Uh, these companies are also, since in the program we have uh, further member states that are um, that are subscribing, and uh, there's also subcontractors from other member states of ESA, like in Portugal, uh, that has already uh, associated with uh, with some of these um, these companies and are included in our uh, our, our activities. And, and we also foresee more to uh, to come uh, quite shortly. And um, just keeping on the topic of uh, just Orbex and Skyro, that funding and everything like that, although they've got the contract recently for that funding and everything to continue their research development and everything else associated with that, um, would there be opportunities in the future in five to 10 years' time for them to come back and say, here's another proposal for XYZ, can we have some more funding for this yeah for sure the, the the program itself it's it's ongoing and uh it's it's okay it's up to the uh to the member states of ESA to decide um, how it uh, proceeds into the future but as i said we are we have an open call we are continuing to to bring on board uh, new companies um with the initial funding now of course we hope that this you know, part of the, uh, the the motivation for 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 doing that that co-funding, let's say, what we offer the companies is on one end, it's it's co-funding, which helps them to cover part of their uh, development costs. It's also access to um, to ESA experts to um, to help them um, uh, in the development, and uh, and we also want to help them to uh, to have access to to ESA. Uh, let's say own tools and facilities that might also be be useful for them to to help their developments. So with this um, uh, co-funding and, and and involvement of ESA, um, what we hope to see is that the companies are able also to to capitalize on this and benefit when they are seeking uh, risk capital to raise private capital uh, for the benefit of their their service project. And uh, I hope that we have already started to see some uh, some evidence of that. But that would be very important for us that the companies, as they're private led, 
they're there to, to commercialize. This is their responsibility that they're able to, to, to benefit from the ESA support in order to, to raise capital. We, uh, we see and clearly there's, there's, uh, there's an influx of, uh, of private capital in space. And if these companies are, uh, are successful there, are able to, to, to grow their, uh, let's say basically in the end to, to bring services to the market, um, the, the, the way that ESA can continue to support them, this is, um, this is to be seen, but uh, uh, we, we're only at the starting, uh, start to sprint now, huh? so uh, this is to yeah. be seen. Yeah, and it's fantastic that um, there's, there'll be that continuous, um, basically within reason, like an open door policy that can come back and there's that continued support from uh, the European Space Agency and everything. Um, we've seen seen the likes of uh, Orbix and Scaro very much encompassing their systems around biofuels and everything else, going, going off in a slightly different direction to some companies and everything like that. I know it's a little bit off topic, but um, we've seen the likes of the European Space Agency with uh, Ariane Space and everything, develop the Themis rocket, um, which will be your reusable system, if you like, but obviously a few more years away. But um, what would, what are your thoughts on that using all the green and biofuels and everything like that, when a lot of companies are pushing more towards the methane and liquid oxygen, if you like, or LOX? So, uh, there's a lot of aspects to your, to your questions, uh, a lot of <laughs> elements there. Uh, let's say starting with the companies themselves, Orbex, Scarora, indeed you, you highlight that they, uh, um, they, uh, they have selected a combination of, of green um, propellants. Um, again, the, the, the choice of that, uh, that, that's for the companies really to give you the, uh, the good background on. But it, it's a mix there. Yeah? It's, uh, it's chosen by them for the, uh, for the requirements that they have. Uh, it's for the, the performance that they need to, uh, to achieve uh, in a combination with the development effort in order to develop their, their propulsion systems and then the environmental requirements that they, uh, that they have. And uh, I think also an aspect of it is the, uh, the specific competencies and heritage uh, that, uh, that, that such companies uh, are, let's say, maybe already having through their, uh, through their employees or let's say that they might be benefiting on uh, what, what's already existing. Uh, just to, uh, to be clear, huh? so Scaroro is in uh, um, a um, storable um, uh, propellant solution with, with Ecosine, which is an uh, uh, kerosene yeah. equivalent together with uh, high test peroxide. It's, uh, uh, well, uh, Orbex indeed has chosen a biopropane uh, combined with, uh, with LOX. So it's clear how we see uh, in the communication from these companies, they, they're promoting the environmental friendliness of, uh, of these solutions. And uh, of course, they, 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 they will benefit, uh, let's say, try to reap the benefits of, of that image. Huh? And we know that there's, uh, uh, let's say, the increased uh, presence of, of space transportation launches, maybe on continental Europe, these, these issues are, are coming closer to us. Um, the other part of your question is on the, on the LOX methane. And uh, sure, here there is also other considerations huh? why, for example, ESA uh, has... Uh, why we have this solution in, um, for example, for the Temis. So um, for those that maybe don't know the Temis, it's, um, it's a full scale um, demonstrator of a reusable 
core stage or uh, or first stage uh, of a rocket that is uh, embarking on the um, the Prometheus. It's an ultra low cost engine that is in in development uh, led by ESA, which is indeed using Elocsmeten. Uh, here it brings a number of, of benefits for such a uh, such a solution in the perspective of the future evolutions of of, of the Ariane launch system. It's it's better suited for usability. It's a, it's a softer cryogenic than than uh, uh, um, and, and liquid hydrogen that is used today. We're doing the uh, test hop on that in the next year or two. I noticed on some of the like the the plans and everything like that. I recently see like on social media using uh, you've been shipping one of the test tanks to the one of the test stands and stuff like that um, in preparation. For that and everything, so I could see that uh, the Themis program pretty much uh, swiftly moving along to uh, begin begin testing all that uh, that system that you just mentioned there. But yeah, the uh, the Themis uh, project and everything we got uh, seen the test tank and everything on there and everything um, all pretty much ready to go and begin the the first stage of the testing, if you like, and pushing towards that uh, test test top next year in 20, 2022, yeah, correct. Huh? So it's it's an incremental stepwise uh, development philosophy that is followed there. Huh? So it's uh, starting ground testing, then doing hop testing, uh, as I said, end of 22, that will be utilizing one of these Prometheus engines that uh, that we were mentioning. And then going beyond that for, for a loop test that will um, go further up, uh, which includes um, further engines and eventually to do um, uh, a flight which is simulating the full envelope of that the uh, let's say that the first stage or core stage would have in uh, in a real application. Uh, then to Locksmith, and surely there's uh, uh, maybe not in that application, but by others um, other interests. Uh, it's it's a very uh, it's much denser than hydrogen, as I said, softer cryogenic, and and you can also uh extract it uh, when you do um, exploration missions to to mars for example so that's also a driver for some uh, uh for some applications uh, for for the for the choice of that propellant combination fantastic and uh, we'll probably talk about more more that uh with with you guys later on when we hopefully uh, discuss some of the rockets and everything like that but uh, absolutely fantastic for joining us uh jorgen and uh you julio in the background there um thanks for joining us guys um would you like to tell everyone where they can find the european space agency self-explanatory but um where can people find you jorgen or julio julio if you're, <laughs> you're on social media or anything like that uh, yes, uh, well, ESA, ESA.INT, um, if you want to be more specific on the uh, projects that, that, that we talk, for instance, post that Jorgen just explained, yeah. uh, on Twitter, they, people can go to at ESA underscore STS, that maybe you can add it in the show notes. Yeah, definitely. And otherwise on the ESA portal, isa.int slash STS. Yeah, no problem. And the Boost program's uh, up, up on the, the website there and everything if uh, anyone wants to read more into it. So connect with us, uh, anyone that like, and uh, Hulu gave you the addresses, then uh, for sure be, be looking out for, for more announcements that will that will come for us. And, and also to add for those that uh, have... Uh, project that they're working on don't uh, hesitate to to be in contact to to discuss uh, more technical uh, details hey guys hope you enjoyed this week's episode and um, if you want to learn more about the boost program and the european space agency head over to esa 
dot int uh loads of stuff up there careers information and everything um as always a big thank you to our patreon supporters out there um total space network if you would like to become a patreon member head over to patreon.com forward slash total space thanks for joining us on this week's episode and i'll see you soon <laughs>